Let's go, Big Daddy. Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis. Woke up this morning. It's sunny. Gotta check on my stocks. Gotta make me some money. I went into my app that's sitting on my phone. Got a lot of time because I'm stuck here at home. Buy, sell. What the hell? Because come four o'clock, I'm going to hear the bell. Gotta make me some paper so I can feel good. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. I got the money. I got those pesos. I got those pesos right here. IPOs, dividends, and options. Get rid of that stock, man. It's flopping. Roll over Roth, 401k. Get ready to invest. Make some money today. Trade, close. Make a deal. What stock looks good? Let's spin the wheel. More money, more money, more money. Let's get this going. This is going to be good. Yeah. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Show me the money. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. I'ma just keep getting paid. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Here we go. Welcome back to the BST. Big Daddy in the house. It's another hump day. Beautiful outside. This summer has been pretty nice. Now I know people who need rain are not so happy but you know it's like in the winter time where the guys who the people with the snow plows are all ticked off because there's no snow well i'm sorry about that but i like it when there's no snow you know welcome back to the show god there's so much going on and uh, we'll get to the, all that in a minute but first i want to say thank you again to my main man rick the ruler over at the pickleball group that we play with. And Rick, just want you to know that I was winless until the last game of the morning. Uh, me and Slingshot Chris played Pizza Bob and Terminator Jeff, and we beat them. <laughs> it was very nice. Rick, of course, is my one of the good. Rick, Rick the ruler has a nice spiritualness around him. He's very well-grounded, former, former cop. By the way, uh, when he tells me it's okay, I'm going to uh, promote his new book that he has coming out. Very spiritual man, but good guy, good guy. Former Cleveland cop, retired now, living a good life, and he's got a book coming out. But I and I want to promote it for him because he's such a good guy. But uh, I'll wait until he tells me it's okay uh, to do that. All right, so much to get to before we get to the stocks and the show. Thank you so much, financial analyst Bart Slack is coming up at twelve thirty. We want to ask him about annuities and dividends and uh, shorting the stock and, uh, and, and market analysts uh, downgrading and upgrading stocks and how the hell does that happen? And he answered my question last week about IPOs. And so now I got another good one I want to ask him about today. But first, let's get to the, uh, because this is part of finance, the, uh, the coronavirus stimulus package, okay? It's called the HEALS Act. Before the Democrats came out with one in the House, it was called the uh, Heroes Act. Now the Democrats in the Senate, I mean the Republicans in the Senate, has come out with the Heroes Act. Now, here is what so far is what they have proposed. Now, it still has to be negotiated upon between the uh, House Republicans and, I'm sorry, the Senate Republicans and the House Democrats. So the Republicans came out with their Heroes Act, and now they want to do, again, a second round of stimulus checks for 1200 bucks to us Americans. The same limit, uh, the same pretty much the wording as before. Now, this has not been agreed upon yet. Pelosi and those guys still got to agree to this. They want to do 1200 again if you make up to $75,000. You get the total 1200 uh, You get 500 apiece for your dependents, including children. Um, it is a uh, $1,200 and the unemployment one is instead of $600, because as you remember, they were saying that people didn't want to go back to work because they were making too much on unemployment than they was working. 
And so now, instead of $600 a week, this is going to expire on July 31st. The current $600 extra benefits that you got from the government, along with what you got for the state, is ending as of tomorrow. No, today's the 29th. So Thursday would be the 31st. And then uh, 200 right now is a proposal from the Senate Republicans. $200 a week for the months of August and September. Then when November, I'm I'm sorry, when October comes around, they want to make it 70% of what you made last year, okay? 70% of what you made every week last year. Of course, we got paid like me every two weeks. 70% of what that is would be starting in October and go through December. Now, One of the reasons that the Senate Republicans came out with this proposal because they two of the 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 two main things that Pelosi and the Democrats in the House said that they wanted to negotiate on was the amount of the stimulus check and of course the amount of the extended unemployment benefits. Also, I'm hearing that it would be retroactive because they're probably not going to get this passed because they're still negotiating. They're not going to get the so uh, this would be uh, uh, if you don't get the money. Let's say when you file Sunday for next week or Monday, then you're probably not going to get that extra money from the government. But once they agree to this and they sign and the, and the president signs the bill, then there's talk that you will get that money, that $200 a week, retroactive to when they finally sign the thing. But this is still all up in the air because the Democrats uh, want it maybe more than $1,200 for this second time. So it could be $1,500, it could be $2,000. They still got to work on this. But that's the latest proposal that's on the table. And same thing with the unemployment extended benefits from the government, okay? That could be anywhere between uh, $200 and $400. Who knows? It could stay $200. It could rise. We just have to wait and see. But that's good news for us. Unemployment people, because again, I don't go back to work until probably mid-November when they start preseason. If this thing with the bubble goes well with the with the, the current teams that are vying for the playoffs and the championships down in Orlando, if that thing so far it's been going well, I know in, in baseball you had about four Marlins players that were. Florida Marlins players that were uh, positive for COVID nineteen, and so now they've canceled a few Marlins games and they'll deal with that in baseball. But right now with basketball, uh, right now, as of today, my season is supposed to start around December 1st. So I would assume that I would be back to work by the the first part of November because I haven't seen the technical engineering audio board in months since March, middle of March. I got to get in there and get some refresher courses going, and they probably will start playing preseason games, I would assume, by the middle of November. So that's the latest on the coronavirus, the COVID-19 package. Uh, they're still negotiating, but right now, $1,200 again for people up to seventy who made up to 75000 a year last year. Okay, if you didn't file last year, they would take it from 2018. Okay, and then uh, $75,000 to $99,000 is prorated and then if you made over $99,000 a year, you're rich and you don't get no money. So that's pretty much the end of that. All right. Thank you once again for joining us on the BST. Let's get right to it. You see what's going on with Eastman Kodak right now? Oh, baby. Eastman Kodak went nuts this morning. Now, this is one of the things I want to have to ask Bart Slack, our financial analyst, at 1230. Because there's still things that I'm still learning, just like I'm learning pickleball, I'm learning the stock market. And there's a couple of things that I want to ask part about. And I'll tell you about what that is in just a minute. But Kodak shares soared 300% after President Donald Trump announces a deal for the former film giant to make drug ingredients. The stock went crazy. The stock was like you know $5 or something. The next thing you know, it was up to 45 bucks. 45 bucks. People were making all kind of money. People jumped on it. I didn't jump on it. I saw the story yesterday, last night, as I'm laying in bed, and I saw something about Kodak. It didn't register to me. I didn't jump on it this morning. I was too excited about going to play pickleball 
with Pizza Bob's Dirty Dozen, and I didn't jump on the Kodak stock. If I again, that's what the stock market is about. It is the ultimate gambling experience, but you gotta be up on everything. You can't slip. You can't slip, and I slipped, and now I'm paying for it. So now I jumped in at thirty dollars a share. <laughs> it went all the way up to forty-five, like I said, but it was like three, four hundred percent. And it's it is the darling right now. It said Donald Trump announced a deal to work with the, the uh, photography pioneer to produce ingredients and generic drugs in response to the coronavirus pandemic. So soon as people said, "Ooh, President Trump, coronavirus, Eastman Kodak," they jumped all over Eastman Kodak. Now, this is the part I want to ask uh, Bart Slack coming up at 12.30. It says, shares of Kodak last traded up about 330% after skyrocketing as much as 570%. This is what I want to ask Bart about because I, I don't understand. He'll clear it up for us. Trading was halted more than 10 times in morning trading on Wednesday due to volatility. That's what I have to ask Bart Slack about. Now, if you'd like to call me and explain it to me before he comes on, I will be happy to take your phone call. 440-628-8145 or 8150. Let me put it up on the screen for you here so to make sure that you, if you didn't hear me, here you go right there, okay? 440-628-8145 or 8150. Kodak is the, is the darling right now, all right? So let's get to CGC. Now, if you remember CGC, Canopy Growth Corp, I've had my history with them. If you remember a month ago or whatever it was before I finally had gave up on them, I had 400, over 400 shares of CGC at around 16 bucks a share. But then the, the, uh, the report came out. First, they had the earnings report uh, a month ago, whatever it was, and they said, we still losing money. <laughs> and then I saw the story that says they still cannot sell weed. Canopy Growth Corp, Corp is, is based in Canada, and they are supposedly the largest cannabis-producing company out there, which is why I jumped on them. And they're in bed with uh, Modelo, and Corona beer. And I said, oh baby, weed beer's coming or beer infused with CBD. So anyway, when I saw that they couldn't sell to the United States, I said, okay, as enough as enough. I got 400 shares uh, stuck with uh, CGC. Maybe they're going to be my darling down the road, my Seattle slew, but right now they can't get their stuff together. So I sold. And bought other stuff, okay? Thank God I bought Tesla. Still my baby. We got lots to talk about with Tesla and everything else coming up as well. So now I see a story that says CGC is now selling CBD in the United States on a website called Shop canopy.com shop canopy.com now if you remember as you all my loyal viewers and listeners you've been hearing me saying that like GWPH GW Pharmaceuticals they have a vaccine or they have medicine for the treatment of epilepsy that is wholly not wholly but for the most part produced this this Medication is mostly CBD plant-based. That is a fancy way of saying weed. But because you use the word CBD, no one, it just goes right over your head. No one gets outraged. So now when the government hears CBD, they kind of let that go. Whereas if you say GW Pharmaceuticals has got weed that they're giving to people with epilepsy. There would be this outpour. So anyway, back to Canopy Growth, uh, Canopy Growth Corp. They're now 
they can't sell weed in the United States. But they can sell CBD. And now they have a website. They have Martha Stewart. Who, who would have ever thought in a million years that Martha Stewart, if you think of Martha Stewart, first she had she was she was the it lady, okay? And then she had the supposedly insider trading. She goes to jail, she gets out. Now she's doing recipes with Snoop Dogg on a show. And now Martha Stewart is one of the main pitch women for Canopy Growth Corp. And Martha Stewart CBD is one of the one of the things she has going on. But anyway, so now I said, okay, now it's time for me to step back in to CGC. So I'm stepping in, but I'm stepping in softly. I only bought a dozen shares of CGC. It went up yesterday, uh, 200, uh, 200, 252, 2.52 cents a share. Up from it was wallowing around 16 for the longest time. And next thing you know, it was up to 1948. And I made about 250 a share on my 12 shares. Yeah, it's not much, but I want to say now, last time I checked, they were down today about seven, 70 cents, 80 cents a share. But again, I don't have the 400 plus shares that I had before. I got a dozen. I want to see. I want to make sure that this is an uptrend for CGC before I jump back in because I still believe in the long run they're going to make major, major money. That's CGC. JP Morgan. Now, if you remember me mentioning to you last week, FinTech. It's part of that whole uh, the, the uh, uh, Alibaba, Alipay, Ant, the Ant Group, Ant Financial, I think is what they're called now. Well, J.P. Morgan Chase partners with fintech startup company Margetta, Margetta, M-A-R-G-E-T-A, to launch virtual credit cards. And I said, ooh, that sounds interesting to me. So... Instead of receiving plastic versions of credit cards in the mail, J.P. Morgan Chase commercial cardholders will be able to spend immediately in mobile wallets such as Apple Pay and Samsung Pay. Margetta provides the same technology to DoorDash and Instacart, whose workers use virtual cards in the delivery process. So that's what's going on there. Now, SoftBank, uh, you guys who are watching and listening, you got to excuse me because I'm doing a lot of shows now. The show has kind of picked up and different people have me on. I was on uh, Joe Alvello's uh, My Southern Exposure, giving a couple of stock tips on Sunday night. He's on between 6.45 and 8.45 at night on Sundays. I was on there. I'm on different markets now with different audiences because the show has kind of caught a little fire. And so people want me on. They like my entertaining style, whatever. I remember I was born in the hood. The hood ain't born in me. And people thought that I was just kind of kidding around. And then they see the show and they go, wow, this guy's pretty damn entertaining. And he kind of knows his stuff. So therefore, uh, if I repeat things that I said last week, I apologize. But I'm doing so many shows, I can't keep up, okay? So SoftBank, arm Holdings, Arm Holdings. I told you that SoftBank wants to put out another IPO so they can raise some money. And I think I told you, NVIDIA said, hey, don't worry about an IPO. We will buy you. We'll partner up and do some great things. Arm Holdings, SoftBank, wants to get into GPUs, computer processors, okay? NVIDIA is one of the big dogs in GPUs. 
So SoftBank makes 90 to 95% of chips that go into smartphones. SoftBank. NVIDIA makes your graphic cards, gaming graphic cards, which is huge, multi, multi, lots of billion dollar industry. So NVIDIA wants to get into chips that go into smartphones and arm arm holdings softbank wants to get into gpus this way they can compete with qualcomm and amd anybody who knows about computers knows that when you talk about the processors there's amd there's qualcomm And there's NVIDIA. So if this happens and NVIDIA buys SoftBank, Arm Holdings, this could be really, really huge. Don't forget, you see the phone number 440-628-8145-440-628-8150 if there's anything you want to ask me about. Or financial analyst Bart Slack, who's coming up at 1230. The Amazon earnings report is coming out. I still got my one share of Amazon. This is what I don't understand. Amazon's stock gets upgraded by some analyst for some firm. And the stock starts making money again. On the other side of that, My Tesla, which earnings report was last week, came out about 5.30 last Wednesday. And it said that they had made money four times in a row. Four quarters in a row, which means that qualified them to go into the S&P 500. That was on after our training on Wednesday of last week. Well, financial analyst Bart Slack sends me a text and he goes, Tesla is at $16.75 with after hours training after that earnings report came out. Well, the end of stock market on Wednesday last week, it was $16.04. So what did I do? I go and I do a stop limit of $16.50 because Bart Slack says it's after hours trading, 1675. So I know that the market's going to open up is going to be about 60, excuse me, 1675. Smart for me to do that. Because right after the market opened, I'd made over 300 bucks on my five shares. This time. I already made my money the last time. The next thing you know, bada boom. Profit margins start happening. The stock goes from three oh five up to I don't know twenty thirty dollars down. Well, I was smart. For you people who are thinking about investing in the stock market or trading, becoming a day trader, regular trader, whatever broker. I told you before you put a stop limit because I just had a feeling. I'm starting to understand the stock market. Just when you think you got it figured out, they throw you a curve. Well, the curve came. But I had stop limit at 1660, uh, 1650. So mine sold. So when that sucker went from 1675, next thing you know, it was under 1500. I was smart. I so I sold my shares at 1650, made my profits, and I got out. I stayed out on Friday. Profit margins were still going. And then I jumped back in late Friday when it was nicely down to about $14.97. I bought it. Five shares. Guess what? On Monday, Tesla goes nuts again. 
makes $122 a share. Now, here's my next thing that I said I want to talk to Bart Slack about because this drives me crazy. I made my $122 a share, and I said, okay, the, the Thursday and the Friday of last week, there was profit margins. I understand, you know, people took their money, and then Monday came out, and they made $122 a share, and then Tuesday came, or Monday night, I'm laying in bed, and I hear some analyst from Bernstein or whatever it was says, Tesla stock is overvalued. Well, Tuesday comes, and it loses, yesterday, and it loses $63 a share. And I want to ask Bart Slack, who's coming up in just a couple of minutes, how that happens. How can one person say, well, now Tesla stock, and let's say it's 1600 This one person can say, well, no, Tesla stock is overvalued. It's not worth 1600 And then the whole market changes, and everybody starts selling their Tesla. How the hell does that happen? How does one person or one firm has that kind of clout to make a stock that's doing well, that just did well in an earnings report, four in a row, made money, bigger than Toyota, and then all of a sudden, some person says, their stock is overvalued. It's not worth that. And then everybody starts selling. How, how does one person have that much freaking influence over people? I'll ask that the part slack coming up in just a minute. Let me tell you about Goldberry Roasting Company Coffee. I'm going to talk to my man Pete Cooper after the show today. I'm going out with my main man, Chuck Galetti. We're going to an Italian restaurant. Now, you got to understand a brother like me. When I go play with Pizza Bob's Dirty Dozen in Parma, sometimes I get there before everybody else. Rick the Ruler is usually there first nowadays, but it used to be I'd get there first. Well, I don't get my rear end out of the car because it's in Parma. And I'm in the inner city neighborhoods of Parma, and I'm black. <laughs> okay? I ain't getting out that car until one of the white guys show up. I'm the only brother... Out of a pizza Bob's dirty dozen. And we got a creepy guy that sometimes pulls up and he sits over the side there and he just has his radio cranked up to whatever morning show he's watching. I'm hearing traffic and weather and all this. Not TAM, but some station. He don't say nothing. So I'll, I tell the guys, I go, listen, <laughs> I think this guy has a problem with me being here. So I just got one question for you guys. They says, what's that? I said, if he pulls out something and starts shooting, which way are you going to run? Because <laughs> I don't want to be falling over you, okay? Because I got a feeling he's going to be aiming for me first because we're in Parma and I'm the only brother there. It's the only thing I could think of. He don't say anything. He, don't, he just sits there right by the court. He rolls his windows down and he cranks his radio. It's either to tell us, he don't like us playing there, or it's to tell us he don't like me playing there. But I don't care. I'm going to play anyway. Until he starts shooting, and then I'll find someplace else to go. Anyway, Goldberry Roasting Company. Delicious coffee, people. I have told you so many times how good this coffee is. GoldberryRoasting.com. GoldberryRoasting.com. I want to tell my man Pete Cooper, okay, I've been loving the Kenya AA. I've been loving the Brazil. The Guatemala, I do like. The Ethiopia, I do like. But I'm going to tell them to send me six different kinds of coffee so I can start experiencing different flavors. Because, you know, something about me, just like pickleball and swimming, when I like something, I like it. I don't change. But I want to start tasting different types of Goldberry Roasting Company coffee. And I heard there's so many. So I'm going to tell my man, Pete Cooper, send a brother some different ones so I can taste test them and I can talk to you guys, you guys about it. Goldberry Roasting Company coffee. Such good coffee. GoldberryRoasting.com. Don't forget, if you go there right now and you make your order or whenever you go there, put in the coupon, coupon code GoldberryBST. GoldberryBST for Big Daddy Stock Tips. And you'll get 10% off your order. You want to make an impression to somebody? Goldberry Roasting Company. It's damn good 
coffee. All right, waiting on my man, man, Bart Slash. You'll be calling here in just a second, 440-628-8145 or 440-628-8150. Hold on, let me find out what Tesla's doing right now. So Tesla, stock price. Let's see what's going on there. Yeah, okay, yeah, it's up 41 right now. I'm okay with that. Let me see what CGC is doing. CGC stock price. Yeah, it's back to doing what it do. Down, down a $75, a 75 cent on a dollar. I only bought a, a dozen shares, so I'm okay with that. Is this my financial analyst, Bart Slack? Yes, sir. Welcome, my friend. Welcome back to the uh, BST, talking with Bart Slack. Now, Bart, the first thing I want to get to, I just mentioned it. Uh, did you read anything about Eastman Kodak? Did you see what's going on there? Yeah. What? Yeah, what? I, I just saw something briefly today. I don't, you know, there's not a lot of detail. I don't out understand there, but... it. I don't. I don't. I don't quite understand. They're going to have a film company because you know Kodak went by the wayside when you know rolls of film went out. I haven't even heard of them, and now this but, thing comes out. What? What? What have you heard? I, I, you know, just that they got some sort of. Uh, it was announced that they got some government infusion of cash several hundred millions of dollars and that they're they're going to change their business to be some kind of a generic uh, drug maker of some sort i you know i was reading i just i just picked it up uh uh just recently a buddy of mine calls me this morning we talked about it i see it on uh, i'm watching fox business now there was some uh, short report about how uh it's you know the trading has been halted several times today that, that was my uh, first question. Re- what what do they mean by it's been halted 10 times this morning because of volatility? What the hell does that mean? Well, if people are are buying it like crazy and then selling it like crazy, um, you know, the markets don't want to see this kind of up and down and in and out so drastically uh, on, a, on a particular stock. Uh, they want people that kind of, uh, they'll suspend things they want they want cooler heads to prevail um they don't want this kind of wildness in in a stock so they'll stop the trading um uh you know i don't know uh, that many um that much more details about it but it's designed to eliminate just crazy ups and downs and um apparently kodak has been stopped a number of times today the trading on it has been stopped oh. So real quick before you continue, so then why is it that when Tesla was up $215 a share, and then it was a couple of weeks ago, I know because I had it, and, and all of a sudden something went crazy and Tesla went from $215 up a share to minus $38 a share within a matter of 20 minutes. Why do they allow that? That doesn't, isn't that volatility like this? Why can they let that happen? Well, it, certainly not um, not to the uh, extent of Kodak. I mean, Kodak, uh, you know, when you, you we see that kind of move in Tesla on a percentage basis, uh, the value of the stock is nowhere near what the the percentage move in Kodak has been uh, like recently. Kodak's up two, three, four hundred percent in in a matter of a day. I mean, that kind of stuff is like got everybody's attention, and that's why I, I would think they would say, "Hey, we we need people to calm down a bit here, and then they'll stop the trading on it." All right. So my here's my uh, here's my next question. So now I was talking at the top of the show. So. Tesla goes through its earnings report last week after trading. And uh, before yeah. before we hang up today, I need you to tell me, well, we'll do this on the text because I need to find out where the hell do you go to, to see the aftermarket after I was trading because it was 16.04 last Wednesday at the close of market. And then you text me later that night and he goes, hey, did you see uh, the earnings report came out? It said that they had made their mark. Now they are four times, four quarters in a row, they're now eligible to go into the S and P 500, and then you said they're up to 1675. Yeah. And after hours training, I don't know where do you where do you go to to know what the after hours training price is? Well, whatever. I mean, I don't know if I was on Investors Business Daily's website or my uh, 
TD Ameritrade account website. I was, you know, a number of websites that, I mean, if you go to Fidelity and say after hours you type in Tesla, they'll, they'll show you what the after hours activity on the stock is. I mean, it's kind of, I'll bet you just go, just go to Fidelity. You'll see what's going on uh, in the after hours uh, uh, market. Uh, none of which is available to you or me or any of us, but uh, you know you can see it just on a, on a regular business website or or an account website. Okay, all right. So now that brings me to my next question. So now, then uh, Thursday happens, and there was profit taking. Friday there was profit taking. At the end, yeah. just about three fifty five p.m. on Friday, I saw Tesla was down to like fourteen ninety seven, fourteen eighty seven, whatever. I said okay, uh-huh. so I bought five shares. Uh, at the end of tr- almost at the end of trading on Friday, then Monday came and Tesla was my big dog again, earning about one hundred and twenty two dollars a share. But then, after hours on Monday, Monday evening, I'm reading again the market watch, CNBC Financial, Google Finance, whatever, and it says some freaking analyst says Tesla's <laughs> stock is overvalued; it's not worth it. And so then Tuesday comes yesterday, and now it's down sixty three points. $63 a share. And then the person, same person comes out, and we got Amazon's earnings report is coming out, I believe, tomorrow, uh, where they supposedly have said that they're doing very well. But then this analyst from Bernstein comes out and says, Amazon is uh, stock is upgraded. And so now Amazon starts making the money. How is it that certain people, these so-called analysts, how is it that they have so much power to come out and say that the stock is bad? Isn't a stock what is, is worth whatever somebody pays for it? How come these people can have so much influence on the stock going up or down? I, you know, a lot of people, that's something that, um, that will influence uh, the, big, the big buyers, the, um, uh, you know, the big mutual funds, the big institutions, the insurance companies. They'll look at what these uh, what these analysts have to say, and they can, uh, depending on uh, how experienced the, the analyst is, what kind of a name he's got for himself out there. Um, they can they can move the price of that stock by by um, a recommendation or a downgrade. Uh, you know, it's it's happened. It's happened. All right, next. It's just, you know, part of the nature of the movement of the stock. You know, uh, stock prices can move for. God only knows how many different reasons, uh, you know. But um, uh, you know, one of the one one of the reasons that can move it is is a, a well known senior analyst who who makes a call on the stock, and they can they can move it one way or another. Oh, okay, all right. Talking with financial analyst Bart Slack, what is shorting a stock? You hear people bitch about their stock being shorted. How, how does that work? Oh. What happens? Um. Uh. Shorting a stock is basically you're you're you are thinking your your forecasts are that this this stock is is too high in price and it's going to come down. So what you would do is what's called shorting the stock. I mean, Marty Allen calls up his broker and uh, you say, "Hey, I, what's Tesla at fifteen hundred a share right now?" Um, you would call your broker and say, "You know, give me. I want to borrow." 10 shares of Tesla stock. So the uh, the broker lets you borrow 10 shares, and right now it's valued at 1500 So that 10 shares, for example, is worth $15,000 today. So you borrow 10 shares, and Marty Allen goes out and says, this thing's going down. I'm going to sell it today. The borrowed shares I'm going to sell, and I'm going to I'm going to take in $15,000. And what happens is you're, you're waiting for this thing to go down, and it starts dropping it starts dropping in a few days tesla is say it's worth a thousand dollars a share it's dropped from 1500 to a thousand so you go into the market and you buy 10 shares of tesla for for ten thousand dollars and you go to your broker and say here's the 10 shares back to you that i borrowed from you and you pay him back so what happens is when you when you borrow the shares and sold them you took in fifteen thousand dollars when you when you saw the stock drop to a thousand a share, you go out there and buy the shares for ten thousand dollars and give them back to your broker. So what you've made 
you've made $5,000. Right, right. That's what basically what shorting a stock is. You, you borrow you borrow X number of shares from your broker, and you're hoping, you're figuring that you'll pay your broker back when the shares are lower in value, and you'll you'll pocket the difference. You'll make the you'll make money in the difference. Um, the problem is, you know, if the stock keeps going up, and Marty Allen owes his broker ten shares borrowed. Uh, for uh, a total of uh, $15,000, say it's up to $2,000 a share. Now, all of a sudden, Marty Allen's got to pay back his broker the 10 shares he owes him, but he's got to pay he's got to pay 20,000 for him. Now you lost 5,000. Oh, oh, so so when you short when you short a stock, it's kind of a risky it's a risky play. That that is. Very volatile. It, 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 that sounds like almost like margins. Uh, when you uh, margins means you don't have the capital, but Fidelity is going to be nice enough that they're going to say, "Okay, you want ten grand to buy this these stocks." Now, if the stocks flop, you still owe us ten grand on your margin. Yeah, yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. That, that's, that's the margin, yeah. but actually, uh, when you when you short a stock, your risk is even more because you owe. In my example to you, you owe your broker ten shares of Tesla. That's all he cares about. He get get his ten shares back. Right, no matter what the price is, he just wants the ten shares. Right, that's the deal. Okay. The problem is if Tesla's if Tesla's up at two thousand dollars a share, and you borrowed it at uh, uh, fifteen hundred a share. You know, you got to go out there and buy those ten shares and replace them to your broker. It's going to cost you. It's going to cost you that much more money. Five. It's going to cost me an extra five hundred per shares. Yeah. So five grand. I'm going to be out of uh, paying him back those shares. Is this when you hear people getting over their head in the stock market and all of a sudden they are in trouble? Is that the kind of thing that they're doing? Um. It might be, or going on margin, you know, like the thing you mentioned before, where people borrow to buy a stock. Um, you know, you don't have say you say you think say you think Tesla's going. You know, and you borrow you borrow from your broker fifteen thousand dollars to buy you know ten shares of of Tesla. What what you owe then is is that you actually owe the cash. You, when you go on margin, you owe them the money, not the shares. Yeah, you owe them the money. So it's like you're going to the bank. To borrow uh, money that uh, you know you don't ha- you don't have, right? And if the if the stock starts starts dropping, uh, you don't have you could sell the stock, but you don't have enough to pay your guy back. That's gotcha. where where people get in over their head. I'm staying away from that, then. I'm only going to play. No, 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 don't go on margin. Never go on margin. <laughs> I'm only going to play with the money that I have. I am not yeah. borrowing against. Something that I don't have for a if come if or something like that. I got to stay away from that because that I know me would get me in trouble. I don't like borrowing or or playing with any money that I don't already have. All right, next yeah, question. Don't. Next question. No. What's the difference in a bull market and a bear market? What the hell is that? I've heard it for forever. All the years that I've ever wanted to get into stock markets. What's the what do they mean by a? It's a bull market and a bear market. Oh gosh, um, you know, there's definite. I think uh, a bull market. Uh, it has to, you know, one of the indicators, the Dow or the S and P, uh, if they're if they're up like twenty percent from their a recent high. I mean, if it's advanced like 20%, uh, you, then they say, you know, we're, we're in the middle of a bull market. Now we're up, we're up, uh, 20% from a low. Um, and, uh, and a bear, a bear market's just kind of the opposite from, from a peak, this, from a peak, uh, uh, index value. If it drops, uh, if the index has dropped 20%, then we're in, we're what's termed a, a bear market. Um, okay. And we actually had that this year <laughs> um, in a matter of months. I mean, in March, uh, the, the the markets were at highs, all-time highs. We were, we were in a bull market since 2009. It was the longest bull market 
in in history, really. Um, and then the COVID uh, the COVID crisis hits, and the stocks start dropping, and they did drop from their March or February highs. They dropped over twenty percent within a month. I think it was it may have been even less than that. The drop was dramatic. So, so right there, and at the end of March, because of COVID, we're in a bear market right now. And it's like, what the drop was over twenty percent, bear market just like that. And then what happens is, as the COVID uh, the COVID crisis sort of wanes, and, and and people get their arms around it, and things are looking better, then all of a sudden, we went back up again, and we went up. I think we went up twenty percent. Uh, uh, higher than than the March the March 31st low point of the market, we went back up another 20 percent. So now we're in a bull market. Uh, we went from a bull to a bear, back to a bull within about six weeks. I don't think that's ever happened before. I mean, what we're living through is some very very unique uh, times. Um, so that's basically bulls and a bear in a nutshell. It's, I think it's basically a move from a high or a low by 20% or more. All right, so last question because, and I think you've kind of answered this question coming up now because my next question, my last question was going to be, I told, as I'm playing pickleball with my buddies and I tell them uh, uh, I made this amount of money on Tesla, blah, 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 and they said, well, what's, yeah. what percentages? And I go, I'm looking at them like they're crazy. What do you mean percentages? All I know is that I invested this amount in Tesla and now I got this amount, another the 2500 bucks I made on it but they're saying well well what's the percentage and I'm going how the hell do I know and they say well you well, know if it's 20% or what the 15 to 20 is good and 25 is that, and I have no idea what they're talking about well yeah that's that's the way you you need to be looking at things not so much dollars as you should percentages oh uh, i mean um because you know say you bought the tesla at 1500 uh, it goes up ten percent, so it's at sixteen fifty. You're thinking, I made, oh shit, I made, uh, I made uh, hundred fifty a share. Yes. Well, um, say you bought Kodak at six dollars a share, and now it's up to thirty dollars a share in a couple of days, and you'd be thinking, if you're looking at dollars, you're thinking, oh, I've only made twenty four dollars yes. on my Tesla. I made. $150. Yes. But, which is, you know, 150 on Tesla is 10%. Now, say you took that 1500 that you, you bought Tesla with, on which you made $150, okay? Say you took that 1500 and bought uh, Kodak at $6 a share, that's, you've got, you've got what, uh, you know, 200, 200 shares of Kodak, and Kodak has now gone up from $6 a share to $24 a share or $30 a share. That 600 is now worth, you know, close to 15000 Right, right. So, I mean, that's the way you got to look at the percentages. I mean, Kodak moved 300%. Right. Tesla moved, in, my, in our example, 10%. Gotcha. So even though the dollars may be higher per share, you got to look at what you've invested and what the percentages are. Because if you put that fifteen hundred instead of buying Tesla and you bought uh, fifteen hundred dollars worth of Kodak, you you have a lot more money uh, than your Tesla invested. A lot more. Wow. Talking... That's why you got to look at the percentage. Forget the dollars. I mean, okay. I know you're looking at the dollars. Well, yeah. You, but... <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm looking at how much money I made. That's the per- <laughs> the percentage is the great equalizer. It's the great eye opener. I mean, uh, you can make ten percent on Tesla. You put your fifteen hundred dollars to Kodak, and you've made way more money. Gotcha. You know, that's yeah. That's why they're asking you what's the percentage. They want you know the percentage is what you can easily compare other investments with, not the dollars. Gotcha. Uh, all right. So. All right. Talking with financial analyst Bart Slack, as always, thank you, my friend. Now, understand, I saw this last night when I looked at Berkshire Hathaway. Yeah. $290,000, if you want them, a share. $290,000. But they made on the day 
$2,833 last week. So now, you and I have been friends for 38 years. My birthday is coming up on August 17th, and you're rich. So if you really like me, buy me one share of Berkshire Hathaway, and then I know you are a really good friend and a really good brother. I would be happy to take that from you because you love me so much, right? That's right, yeah. Good. Okay, go ahead and make the transfer and put it in Fidelity, all right? But, you know, listen, uh, I could take that money and spend it uh, on some other people. I'd be even more happier. <laughs> no, I bet you I would. Could go, I could go to Vegas and spend that money on some other people. I'd be a lot more happier than if we gave it to Marty Allen. <laughs> I love you, my friend. We'll talk okay. to you next week, okay? Yeah. Bye. Bart said, my financial analyst right here on the Road Radio Network. All right, let's get you our our stocks of the week. And let's start, start off with our COVID stocks, number one. Right now, we've got, uh, for whatever reason, Novavax, NVAX. NVAX, Novavax, is the main baby who's making the most money. I think the last I checked... They were, I think yesterday they were at $148 a share. They may be down to a couple of bucks a share now to about $145, $146. But they are one of the main ones still racing to finish line. And they got more money. I believe I saw they got $375 million from the government or somebody to help continue their uh, research on getting their virus to the market. Moderna is still doing very well. And I've been telling you about Moderna for forever. They're now getting close. They say... Maybe September or whatever, they'll be able to finish their trials for their vaccine and get theirs to the market. Then there's, of course, uh, Johnson & Johnson. But Johnson & Johnson, you know, they got, the, they got the lawsuits with the talcum powder and all kind of people suing them. And now that this, this, this other lawsuit is coming up uh, overseas by another kind. I'm just, even though Johnson & Johnson is one of the major players in the coronavirus vaccine, I'm just not there yet with buying Johnson & Johnson. Now, again, as always, I don't tell you what stocks to buy. I don't advise you what stocks to buy or not buy. I only tell you what stocks looks interesting and attractive and sometimes delicious to me and sometimes a uh, stock that's a clunker. But uh, Johnson & Johnson, the, the, the book report is still out as far as I'm concerned. Of course, you've got AstraZeneca. AstraZeneca is one of the main ones that's still out there. You've got Pfizer and BioNTech. Pfizer is getting closer, okay? Pfizer is in bed with BioNTech. BioNTech is the German company, BNTX, BNTX. They're still doing well. I've always told you about Catalan. Catalan will produce, mass produce the Moderna vaccine if they get FDA approval. And, of course, CanSino. I don't know if I've mentioned Cancino to you before, but I've been watching Cancino. They're a Chinese company, but they're really small. They don't have a lot of capital that these other big dogs have, like BioNTech, Moderna, no, uh, Novavax, Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, Pfizer. But Cancino is another one. We told you about the Tesla earnings report that came out pretty good last week. Tesla is up. Last I checked, they were up about 50 bucks a share, 56 bucks a share right now. I got about five shares of them. Of course, they're now eligible for the S&P 500. My big docs, big docs. My big dog stocks of the week is still Tesla. Come on, Muskie. I love you, Muskie. I'm telling you that there's one analyst for Volkswagen who said Tesla will be the stock to have and will be the major automaker and player in the next five years. Year. So that's going to be coming from that. And, of course, I just mentioned Novavax. As far as the coronavirus vaccine, Novavax is still one of my big dog stocks of the week. My interesting stock of the week, Adobe. How many of you people have seen Adobe for forever? On your web, on your uh, on your browser, Adobe Flash Player, Adobe, all the different programs that you can do wonderful stuff with Adobe Effects, Adobe Premiere. Now, last I checked, they were trading about 435 bucks a share. I'm still considering maybe flipping a couple of shares of Catalan. I had 15 shares of that. Maybe I'll take five shares of the Catalan, five shares of the 15, and buy some Adobe. My And, of course, my attractive stock watch of the week is Vertex Pharmaceuticals. Vertex 
Pharmaceuticals, VRTX, on the stock market. They have a drug called Trikafta. Trikafta. Okay? It's a combination of three medicines that treat 90% of cystic fibrosis. 90% of cystic fibrosis patients. Vertex Pharmaceuticals with their drug Trikafta. And, of course, my two big winners of the week so far this week is Moderna and my man Tesla. Come on, Muskie. Hook a brother up. I got to tell you, I am enjoying. I, I don't know how to, how to say this because I love my Cavaliers job. Okay, if anybody from the Cavaliers are watching. I love my Cavaliers job. But what being quarantined since March, the middle of March for me, is it gave me a, it, it gave me a chance to slow down, catch my breath, and figure out, I said to myself, what if I didn't have a Cavaliers job to go back to? What would I do? Now, I have some savings. I have some uh, you know, some Roth 401k, you know. Uh, and I'm sorry, Roth IRA, not 401k, Roth IRA. And I have a little bit of money in the grand scheme of things. I don't have Bart Slack money. <laughs> I don't have Berkshire Hathaway money, but a little bit of money, you know, saving because I figure out I'm going to be 60 years old next month, August 17th. Bart Slack's going to get me a share of Berkshire Hathaway, $290,000. I'll take about $2,800, $3,000 a day in profit, letting that one stock sit there. My other buddy, Pizza Bob, said he had, he bought McDonald's at like $26 a share many, many years ago, like tens of years ago. And I think he said McDonald's is worth $199. Bob wants to buy a, a, a nice house, a, a summer house, vacation home in Florida. And so he's going to sell a lot of the McDonald's stock. And that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I was holding my Moderna, my, 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 uh, not Moderna, my CGC. That's what I was hoping that would be for me. No, it still could. But I got tired of waiting. I need to see the money meter move. But being off since March, the middle of March, it has, it, has gave, it has refocused me. And that's when I started really getting heavily into day trading. I didn't know I was going to be a day trader. I mean, I bought some stocks. I bought some CGC. I bought some MedMan. Brought some Trulieve, some Tilray. Because... At the time, I was thinking weed stock is going to be huge. Now, I think it's still going to be, but it slowed down. Weed stock was the darling of the stock market until coronavirus happened. And then all of a sudden, biotech stock started coming back. And biotech stock started taking center stage to what people were buying because everybody's trying to get in line. Okay, is Novavax going to be the first one to get FDA approval? Is Moderna going to be the first one to get FDA approval? Is BioNTech, is Pfizer, is Johnson & Johnson, is AstraZeneca, is CanSino, and a host of others. Who's going to be the first one? You saw what Eastman Kodak, look what, look what President Trump does to a stock. Eastman Kodak was traded, I don't know, eight bucks, seven bucks, six bucks. I don't know, because I never looked at it until today. But I'm checking my, my uh, Google Finance, and I see Eastman Kodak is up 400% on President Trump saying that they're going to start taking pictures of something. I, again, like when we had Bart Slack on earlier, I don't even know what the hell it's all about. All I know is that I see... That Eastman Kodak stock is going nuts. And so now I'm interested. I like interesting, attractive, and sometimes delicious stocks. My Amazon is my big dog. My Tesla is my Seattle slough. And then I got a little bit of Moderna. A little bit of SoftBank. A little bit of Baba. <laughs> Alibaba, which is the ant group, okay? And 
What else I have? I got a little bit of twist, TWST. I got a little bit of global blood therapeutics, GBT. I'm all over the place. Now I'm thinking about a little Adobe. And at some point, I'm going to start studying gambling. Gambling. Gaming stock. The Lucas Arts. The Electronic Arts. Can you imagine? You see, you, did you see? Remember AOL, America Online? Well, AOL was the darling back then, remember? AOL was the shiznit. And now look where AOL is. A dinosaur right now. What was the what was the uh, uh, the the computer company that everybody had to have on Gateway? Well, I was never a Gateway fan. There was Gateway, there was Dell, and of course your IBMs and your Lenovo's and and and, and uh, all the other ones. Well, I was never a Gateway person. I, I never liked the Gateway computer. Well, look what Gateway is now. There's nowhere. So with Eastman Kodak, I didn't see anything coming. But Donald Trump says, hey, Eastman Kodak, we're going to dig your arms up out of the dirt. You can help with, all all people heard was President Trump endorsing a company, Eastman Kodak, and they heard the word coronavirus. Stock went nuts. Well, I jumped in at 30. I bought two shares. What the hell? And on future show, and I thought this would be pretty cool, on a future show, we're going to build a portfolio together, you and I. I ain't telling you to buy these stock. I'm just saying, if I was building a portfolio, these are the stocks that I would have in my portfolio. These are my starters, and then we'll choose some other ones that we think may have potential in the stock market. Don't forget, the audio portion of the show is on Google, Apple, LinkedIn, iHeart, Spotify, TuneIn, and all the rest of them. Of course, you can get the replay of this show on my Facebook page. Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood or my YouTube channel, Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood, the Rogue Radio Network. Don't forget Gary Lee coming up tomorrow, 6.45 to, not 6.45, that, that's, uh, that's Joe Avello. Gary Lee with Podcasting Dangerous every Thursday night, I believe 6 to 8 p.m. on the Savage MMG Network with Bishop Savage and the boys. Very good programming over there. Online Radio and television is the future. I've had many, many interns. I've graduated many, many interns, hundreds. When I was producing for the Mike Trevisano Show. And back in my days of WJW AM850, WERE, with Jim McIntyre producing Jim McIntyre, Jack Callahan in the late 80s, early 90s. A lot of them have gone on to become local stars. Yeah, Nick Camino, who started as an intern with me, 16-year-old little kid. He went on to be beat reporter for the Cleveland Indians. And now he's uh, like second lead anchor over at uh, Channel 3. Mark Schwab, intern, beat reporter for the Cleveland Indians. Now over at 19 as one of their sports anchors. There's so many more. Uh, uh, Stephanie, Warner Hagel. Cleveland Indians ballpark engineer. She's got to be suffering right now because this is her time of year where she'd be on the home game. She'd be sitting there next to, right behind Tom Hamilton and Rosie during the games. Well, because it's this virtual thing now, so she couldn't work this year. Brian Matze, intern. He's the network engineer over the, for the Cleveland Indians for iHeartRadio. I would never tell kids to go to broadcasting school now because it's pretty bad. Everything is automation. Robots and mechanics and computers are taking jobs left and right. Anyway, I'm getting on a tangent here. I got to get out of here. Going out with Chuck Galetti. You remember Chuck Galetti, obviously, from the GLC. We're going to an Italian restaurant. Brother in Italian restaurant. Okay, but that's okay. All right? I'm a big black dude. I'll go anywhere. I ain't scared of you. I am scared of the guy. 
over at the pickleball store in Parma. He scares me. We call him the creepy guy. All right, I love you guys. We'll see you next week right here on the Rogue Radio Network. I think I, if I'm not mistaken, I um, I think I promoted everybody. Oh, I'm Joel Velo, it's My Southern Exposure, My Southern Exposure, Joel Velo. You can find his pages. Search My Southern Exposure on Facebook to find Joe Alvello. Joe Alvello is huge. He has people on from the LGBT community. They talk about those issues, and they talk about President Trump and all that. You always notice that I don't want to discuss politics, but we will see what's coming up with the stimulus package. Could be $1,200 we are getting for the next round. It could be whatever. Depending on what the Democrats in the House Except from the Republicans in the Senate. You impressed with me? <laughs> I hope so, because I'm impressed with me talking politics. I love you guys. We'll see you next Wednesday at noon right here on Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood. Don't forget, I was born in the hood, but the hood was not born in me. At the end of the day, life is short in the grand scheme of things. So get busy living. Love you guys. See you next week. I got those pesos right here. You're good. You're good. Show me the money. You the man. This has been a big, sexy Marty Allen production. Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Louis. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.